Greetings, God's beloved. Thanks for tuning in to the sermon podcast from Living Hope Lutheran Church in downtown Las Vegas. Our reading today comes from Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 through 34. We're beginning a series on generosity. Thanks for listening. Go ahead and share this message with someone who needs to hear it. God bless you. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust consume and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasure in heaven, where neither moth nor rust consumes and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light in you is darkness, how great is the darkness. No one can serve two masters, for a slave will either hate one and love the other, or be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and wealth. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, they neither sow nor reap, nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And can any of you by worrying add a single hour to your span of life? And why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not clothed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? Therefore do not worry, saying, What will we eat, or what will we drink, or what will we wear? For it is the Gentiles who strive for all these things. And indeed your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But strive first for the kingdom of God and his righteousness." And all these things will be given to you as well. So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring worries of its own. Today's trouble is enough for today. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. We We know about worries these days, don't we? So it's good to hear this from Jesus. Don't worry! Easier said than done, maybe. Grace and peace to you from God our Father in heaven and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Today is the 12th Sunday after Pentecost, if you're keeping count. Uh, It's, uh, what, I think we've got 10 more of these, 10 more green days, and then we get to uh, Reformation Sunday. It's coming, it's coming, we're excited for that. But this is a time in the church when we're talking about the coming of the Holy Spirit, what the Spirit is doing in the world, what the Spirit is doing in us, how the Spirit is with us and leading us and, yes, transforming us, preserving and sustaining us all the time, every day. One of the ways that I've seen the Spirit at work in my life is through the generosity of faithful people around me. So the next few weeks, we're going to be talking about generosity and how God gives so much to us. When I was growing up, our family didn't always have the 
the latest and greatest stuff. We didn't have the newest vehicle or toys and gadgets, all the cool things my friends had all the time, or, or uh, nice, the nicest clothes. I was telling one of the kids just the other day how we had well water in South Florida. We, we had a well water system in the city where we lived, and, uh, and I didn't wear white clothes for this reason. The water had a beautiful rust color to it. So uh, all, my, you know, all my surfer friends had these cool white t-shirts not in my house, no. Just get ruined after the one wash. And the bathtub had that beautiful gold ring around it. And any of the white buildings that were in shot of the sprinklers had beautiful rust stains on them. That's just the way it was. That's how we lived. And uh, it, was, it was different. So there were definitely times in our lives where, where my grandparents were, were the generous ones. And, and they came and, and helped us out. They gave gifts. They took us kids in for a for a time so my parents could go and have a weekend away, those kind of things. They took us places that were memorable, like Disney World, to the movie theater, all those great things. As a Boy Scout, too, I learned to be generous, to serve the community in which I lived, helping others and giving where I was able, making a difference in the community. And in school, I had mentors that supported me, who were generous with their time and connected me to resources I needed to get to college. So family members and the community I lived in taught me about the value of being generous. And those who invested in me showed me what it looked like to live a generous life. Who modeled that behavior for you? You think of a a person or an organization that that taught you about generosity? Raise your hand. Christine. My grandmother. Grandmother, Audra? Audra said her mom, her stepdad, Marta? Parents, of course. Ivy had one. My mother and my church. Mother and church, of course. We learn. We've learned from those people and those places that show that generosity to us. So we try to teach our kids to take care of their things in our house and uh, not, not keep the things that they don't really use anymore, not to keep more than they need and We've got all this stuff crammed into closets and spilling out onto dressers and desks. She's laughing because she knows this is true. So over the last couple of weeks, even just yesterday, we were going once again through all the books and the folders and the toys and the gadgets and the things we just don't need anymore. And a couple of times a year, we fill the bags and the boxes and bring them to Martin's Mart or Savers. So we share hand-me-downs with other families and gently use baby items with the new moms we know. And the kids sometimes, right, have a hard time parting with things, the things they value most. Every little rock and stick that has a memory attached to it becomes a treasure to them. We're always learning, always trying to make room in our hearts and in our homes for what really matters. So we hear Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, and it includes this teaching about how to live in the kingdom. He's talking about the things that matter most. Caring for others, providing for the needs of those nearest to us are at the top of that list. The kind of love he's asking people to show, it's over and above what they might be expected to do according to the law. It's sacrificial, a sacrificial kind of giving and living. But more than that, I think he's talking about arranging priorities in the proper order. And in his book, Giving to God, Mark Allen Powell notes that if our true treasure is the Lord, we will give as an act of worship, 
We will give as an act of faith. We will give as a spiritual discipline. We give not because God needs what we have, but because we want to share. Because we want to be givers, just as the God who is a generous giver to us, this God who made the universe, who comes into our lives and gives us what we need. I mean, look, look at what God has given us just today. We can just name a few things. A world of beauty, the breath in our lungs, which maybe we took for granted and maybe less so now. Our health, our sight, friends and family, a place to gather, ways to communicate across distances, transportation, hope, joy, peace, love, all this stuff and more. But how many here are totally free of worries? Any hands? Any hands? Totally free of worry? No worries in the world? I'm not seeing any hands. Maybe at home. Maybe you're raising your hand. You can comment. It's easy to get anxious when we can't get what we want on time or we think we're entitled to a certain standard of living. We can get anxious and store up too much. We call it hoarding. We can even become paranoid about the future, and we are full of unfounded worries. Yes, bad things happen at times. Sometimes we worry about real things. But Powell writes that trust is an antidote to stress and anxiety, a defense against greed. When we trust in God's continuous generosity and benevolence, this trust yields contentment, gratitude, just contentment, a, a lightness of being, knowing that what we have is all we need and everything we need will come in time. And many of us may not worry about what we will eat or drink. Maybe you're already thinking about what you're going to have for lunch. Though preparing school lunches for four kids last week, it causes me to consider what they will eat and drink. But that's different. Most of us know where our next meal is coming from. Most of us have clothing. We might worry about having enough of or having the latest and greatest stuff. The fanciest, the most things. Those ideas and thoughts come to us from time to time. There have been times in my life when I wanted something and I just couldn't afford it. When I was living in Los Angeles 20 years ago now, I went through divorce and uh, I had nothing. I needed to find a place to live and a friend invited me to stay with him. So I thought that was good. But just a few days later, he decided, no, he didn't want a roommate. was cramping his style. I quote. So I had to rush to go and find a place, and I found this little apartment on the west side, and I, I might have had a bed, I, I had very little else, and I was able to secure a couch and some furniture, a blessing from the local dumpster. It's true. <laughs> and I was grateful to get it. There was a time in my life when I found myself praying more, and again, after a long hiatus, I was content. Things got better. Praise the Lord. But our culture teaches us we need more stuff. We need all the stuff we can get. 
and the one who dies with the most toys wins. We have easy access to credit cards and emails touting online shopping deals and made-up holidays like Black Friday and Cyber Monday. And they turn our attention to gathering more stuff. It's become a national pastime, right? A little retail therapy to help our anxieties and worries. We have all this stuff and we can be lured into a mindset that says what we have is not enough. This is the kind of thinking Jesus is teaching against. You have two coats, you're supposed to give one to somebody who needs it. That's the way to be in the kingdom. As we practice generosity, we realize we have way more than we really need. When we fully trust God to provide for our needs, we can give sacrificially as an act of thanksgiving as an act of worship and cheerfully give from our abundance. And we realize we have so many gifts to share. It's not just money, right? We have gifts of creativity, of joy, of music, encouragement, gifts of perseverance, gifts of life experience. Your passion for serving is a gift. Your talent for music is a gift. Your own unique perspective is a gift that you get to share with someone. So all this stuff, all that God gives us because God loves us so much. God gives more generously than we could even ask for or imagine. We hear that in Ephesians, right? God even gave his dear son for us to live and walk and die for us and raised him up so that we would know him and know the forgiveness and love of God. He forgives us when we fail to live generously and continues to call us back to him so that we would believe and trust and love one another as God loved us first, to love each other in his name. This congregation exists because of generosity and for generosity, for the, for the purpose of being generous. Over 70 years ago, not everyone knows this, folks moving out west decided, well, we need a Lutheran church in this place. And eventually pooled together resources to purchase the land we are on today. And they gave of what they had to create the Catherine Center, dedicated to serving neighbors in need. They supported immigrant families from Vietnam. And we continue these kind of traditions today as they taught ESL classes and hosted youth camp and choirs and responded to immediate needs here in our valley. And even as we are challenged by a global pandemic, we give to support families at Christmas time with the angel tree and gather supplies for students and new mothers support the mission of Lutheran Social Services of Nevada and partner with Family Promise. And the Spirit is transforming our hearts and leading us out of this building, out into our community to serve and give. Of course, there are countless ways we can be generous. You have been generous with your time and attention, your acts of service to the church and our neighbors, generous with prayer and sharing your faith. 
You've been generous with your own families and service organizations that you support. You have given to this congregation for the mission we share. God has been generous to us. So as a faithful response, we trust in the Lord to provide at all times, even when we don't know what's going to happen next. We believe and we share from our abundance and the hope that is in us, and we give thanks for a generous God who continues to transform us by the Holy Spirit. We seek first the kingdom, knowing that all this stuff we carry has always belonged to God, and so do we. Amen.